right, everybody, welcome to uh, the Astro Detectives Debrief. We uh, just finished our interview with Fernando, and the astrologers are still celebrating. They're spraying champagne all over the room. <laughs> um, I don't know what else goes on in astrology winning parties, but uh, hey, you two, uh, what's going on, and how did you come to your conclusions? And you can now finally talk some astrology talk. Yes. Yeah. I feel like one of the main like giveaways for me initially when I got the first impression that it would be this chart was the fact that they said they were very social and loved to travel because everything in this chart is really screaming like travel, social, uh, lots of 11th house placements in the whole sign chart. And then, like I said before, that Stellium moves to the ninth house in Placidus, which is all about travel right? as well. Yeah. And, you know, the other chart that wasn't his, that was a Gemini rising chart. And Gemini rising usually is very social. But there were some other things going on that made us think that uh, this may not be a super social person because of the presence of Saturn in the first house. Saturn kind of restricts things or it's a little more guarded or you know less willing to share they also that the other chart also had their moon in the 12th house which is going to be a little more reserved and guarded with their emotions and they had an eighth house sun which again is like another place where the sun doesn't express as fully so um and top that off with the chiron in the 11th house of friendship community socializing right right That's yeah a wound to that area yeah chiron being a uh a wounding uh in group settings so it just that was really helpful that this chart was so different than his actual chart which yeah was I felt like, yeah, we we felt pretty confident when we reviewed the survey responses. There were a couple of things that were, you know, making us go back and forth. But I think ultimately when we looked at the transits, when we looked at the responses, we had decided at the end of the our discussion that we were going to go with, we were feeling B, um, the Sag rising. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when he came on, just getting the visual of him. I mean, he had, I think just a, like a red button down shirt that was kind of open just a little bit. And he had like, I could tell it was some sort of necklace that um, I forget how he said he got it in Ecuador and I forget what it actually was, but there was something about his vibe that just yeah. immediately registered to me as Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just big personality with the Jupiter on the ascendant. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so his chart ruler, so he's a Sag rising. So that makes Jupiter his chart ruler and it is exact on his ascendant in the first house. So people who have the ruler of the first and the first, they're usually have a big personality and it really comes across and Jupiter is a really, um, you know, outgoing and, uh, jovial and, um, you know, big, energy planet whereas in the other case we had that gemini rising but it was saturn there saturn's like the opposite of jupiter it's very like more restricted and guarded and stoic and so you know that was 
a big contrast there. And then just him being such an <laughs> enigma, like he was just really not wanting to, um, you know, really define himself or pigeonhole himself any which way <laughs> we kept yeah. yeah he didn't even want to say he was an enigma <laughs> you know and so in his, I love his humor yeah yeah he just he really had he definitely felt like jupiter incarnate you know yeah. <laughs> and um but yeah that neptune in the first house can make things very nebulous and um you know, hard to pin someone down. And <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so that, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I hope he didn't think I was laughing at him, but I was just laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like he is just really, you know, he is living his chart. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think something that also brought me a lot of clarity is when he started talking about how his child had just moved out um, and got kind of emotional about that. He has Chiron transit his fifth house of children right now, um, conjunct his moon, and we're about to go into a new moon. Uh, so that's lighting up his fifth house of children. Yeah, and you, you pointed out he was having a Chiron return, I think. Yeah, yeah, in the fifth house of children. Yeah. And then Saturn transit his fourth house of home and family brings, you know, just a lot of emotional, like sh distance within yourself or just like trying to deal with like emotional things, but feeling kind of cold in home and family life. So it just felt like, all right, he's going through some changes right now in his home life that are bringing him, you know, th this like emotion to the surface. I just yeah. felt like I really saw that. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, it's definitely that chart. Yeah. And it, also when he was describing his upbringing and his family, um, I think I jotted down, he said something about them just being very loving and compassionate. Um, mm -hmm. And in that his moon. whole, yeah, the moon, the moon, which is you, represents your mother, your um, inner self, your emotions, it's exact his IC and the IC is a, an angle, a hot point in the chart that represents your family, your roots and all of that stuff. And, um, so usually people who have moon on the IC, I think, um, really close to home, mm -hmm. really strong connection to their family. But he also in his whole sign chart has Pisces on the fourth house. So, um, that, you know, that representing that compassion and, um, spirituality was like a big part of his upbringing religion, which is yep, religion. Makes those Sagittarius and the Neptune in his first house. So yeah, I was just getting so much out of what he was saying about his, um, being a mediator. I mean, he literally said he was the mediator, which was perfect. Uh, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I felt like uh, kind of silly when we had written that name down because I thought, I think we've used this one before, but uh, I'm glad we stuck to it because. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was like trying to like, like, are you conflict avoidant? <laughs> right, right. And, um, and it sounded like he said he used to be, and I was really trying to dig in there and find out why exactly he's conflict avoidant. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, you know, in that 
same breath was talking about, you know, not wanting to deal with things, wanting to sweep things under the carpet. And that really reminded me of that moon conjunct the icy, which the icy is the lowest point in the chart. It's where you would want to hide things. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, that was a really, it was really just, yeah, we were going to be so mad if <laughs> that was in it. It have made sense to me, to be honest. I would have been so confused. I mean, I saw, like, when he mentioned um, having to work at a young age with his dad and hating it, that reminded me of Saturn in the first house energy, kind of. But then mm-hmm. I was like, that's just not enough to make me change my mind. Right, exactly. And I think... um I think what you were kind of looking at at the same time as I know I was, was that Chiron in the fifth house of like play and fun. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and so he didn't really, he said he got a little bit of it, but not as much as it sounded like he would have liked because he had to end up, you know, working uh, with his dad or something. Yeah. So a little bit of like, you know, not being able to truly embrace all of the fun being out there that the fifth house energy can like be it's like having fun i mean i probably could have asked like do you feel like you have a lot of responsibility and you can't have fun because as somebody who has like saturn in the fifth house and placidus that's like how i feel very restricted when it comes to like having fun i see worrying about like responsibility and it kind of sounds like he does have a little bit of worries with like not worries with responsibility but just like takes responsibility seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, regarding his career, um, so he's in marketing, is that right? Uh, or he sells ads Nails. and stuff. I was yeah. noticing <clears throat> he's got uh, Venus and Leo, you mm-hmm. know, in the ninth house, which, you know, that's kind of like a love of, I, w- I think advertising falls in the Leo camp, right? Because Leo is about being seen and being showy. Yeah. And I, I just can't get over that sun conjunct Pluto. Oh, right, right. Exact. That's someone That's who... just like somebody who can really like, not like, I mean, it can go good or bad, right? You can manipulate in a bad way or you can manipulate in a good way to your advantage where it's like sales, right? You kind of have to... Exactly portray your like your pitch yourself in a sense or pitch the products and i feel like he's really he would be really good at convincing people to purchase what he's trying to sell especially with that again with that jupiter conjunctus ascendant people are going to really think he comes off uh, they're really going to probably uh you know in in find him friendly and um outgoing and engaging um mm-hmm. yeah and then, and then, of course, love life. I mean, it sounds like with the with marriage got a little bit tough, and it's got Saturn in the seventh house there, right? A lot of lessons through relationships. Yeah, I feel like that was the only area that I I was kind of going back and forth between the two charts on because the other chart had Mars, which can be very contentious and fighting and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then Neptune there, which can um, he mentioned illness and, um, you know, Neptune can be that, um, uh, well, what's interesting is I added Juno to my charts. 
And his Juno is in Scorpio in the 12th house. And 12th house can also talk of like, you know, institutions and. Oh, and and tell us again about Juno that relates to. Yeah, it's like the marriage partner, commitment, partnership, marriage can be seen through your Juno sign. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And And Scorpio, that's like transformation, transforming through partnership, which he kind of talked about. He's like my marriage, you know, we really like brought a lot of transformation out. Yeah. And I am noticing that the ruler of the seventh, which is uh, Mercury, is conjunct um, Uranus, which can Mm. be sudden changes and Mm -hmm. uh, abrupt, (laughs) you know, endings and things. So, um, well, anyway, yeah, I feel like this was this was great. I I'm very it's very satisfying when (laughs) it, it does match up the way that uh you wanted to or you you it's looking like you know he's giving us a story it's matching so closely to one chart and it's very satisfying that it's right <laughs> absolutely i had a lot of fun doing this so i honestly appreciate you guys so much allowing me to come on and do this with you absolutely i, I i've loved have i love working with you and chatting with you and um we'll definitely have you back at some point i would love that (laughs) and likewise because i definitely can't have these conversations with sarah i can only listen (laughs) and hear half of the recap thinking yeah i remember when he said that to believe in astrology um well (laughs) the results would have to take a sharp detour in the upward direction well we're getting there (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah if if today had gone down as a loss you would be at 50 50 with guest astrologers Mm -hmm. so that's where i'm like so now so we've had um so lauren is our fourth guest astrologer so we're three out of four yeah that's 75 percent, scott (laughs) that is pretty high i'm just saying out of four not Trend, quite 80. It's trending. If I, recall, if I recall Sarah did, you know, that intuitive, she had the intuition with that one that went down pretty sure it was mine. <laughs> oh yeah. That was your, that was your yeah. episode. Yeah, that absolutely. Episode. No, well, but I, Sarah has established she can't be trusted to make those decisions <laughs> because we are, otherwise we have to factor in the first 16 episodes. Yeah. I, I definitely was, wavering i wasn't totally convinced i felt like there was more overlap in those charts did you ever go back and look at the other chart yeah i did and like i said my placidus chart really was so similar to the second chart oh wow so that's why i was like that's why i could see why you guys would pick that chart yeah but my placidus is literally like you know Pretty identical to that one. Wow. So that's fascinating. And yeah. Placidus is the other way of studying. Yeah, it's a different house system. Yeah. Okay, that's diff- the whole sign versus Placidus thing. Yeah. And and there's more than those two house systems, but those are kind of like the bigger ones right now. And the house system is basically it's just how you divide up the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the planets are still going to be in the same signs. Um, but 
whole sign divides the sky into equal 30 degree pie slices, whereas Placidus is, um, yeah, it's all over the place. And, but it's, I'm forgetting now, um, somebody else, maybe you could explain it better as to how it's set up, but, um, or why it is the way that it is. Yeah. You know, honestly, I wish that I was more educated on why it is the way it is, but I'm not. And, but I've always personally related more to my Placidus chart when, when looking at both and, you know, researching and studying both, I've always related more to my Placidus chart, but when it comes to like transits and things like that, whole sign has been a little bit better for me, but also not even really, it's really hard. I love looking at both because I feel like I can get information and relate to both. And in sometimes some charts, Placidus will change like the, um, the house that your planets are in so drastically and other times it doesn't change at all. So it really all depends. Yeah. And be confusing. My like now, I'm maybe not all astrologers would agree on this. I've kind of looked into like what are what are the difference? People feel like that Placidus really speaks to the inner psychological aspects of a person, um, whereas yeah. whole sign may be more tangible manifestations. How do you yeah, feel I about that? that? I could see that definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that's why I know a lot of astrologers that use whole sign will use Placidus for like things like Chiron placement, mm-hmm. um, since that's like an inner wounding. So it's more psychological. Things yeah, like that. Awesome. Um, I definitely want to get more familiar with Placidus, uh, once I feel comfortable with whole sign, who knows how long that's going to take, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a never ending journey. And that's what is so great about astrology is that you're constantly learning and I love learning. So I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Like just learning about people and the way that people operate. And it's just wild to me. Yeah. And you're a Sagittarius. So it was good to have you on to, on this case to hunt out the Sagittarius rising. <laughs> and I have my best friend is the Sagittarius rising, but she's also a Taurus moon. So wait, like, now, now this isn't your podcast, buddy, is it? Oh, what? <laughs> I just gave it all away. Crap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I just ruined it. Well, you know, I can make sure that I get two charts that have a sad rising in a Taurus. Oh, lip. don't do that to me. Don't do it's that too to hard. me. You know, you know what? Maybe one day we'll have some other astrologers on here and we can have her on. We See, we have a lot of best friends that, unfortunately, we can't book on the show because I, like, memorized all their charts. But sure. it would be interesting to get some other astrologers on so that we could have them on because they're fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, I'm so <laughs> I, mad at myself. I was like, oh shit, I think she just revealed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still don't know, so I can guess, right? Um, you know. You don't know what so if you looked at a chart, you wouldn't know what like was Sagittarius in the chart. 
No, well, it wouldn't. It doesn't have the little sidebar where it says where everything is. I couldn't okay, see so that part know, of like, it. The symbolism of it. I was. Uh, I think I might be able to piece it together if I had enough time to figure out what symbol <laughs> is what symbol. I, I again, this is such a Mercury and Shadow <laughs> kind of moment. <laughs> it really is. Like you say things that you shouldn't have. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And you want to um, plug your podcast or whatever you'd like to plug? Oh, yeah. Thank you. So I have a podcast with my best friend that I just mentioned. Um, <laughs> it's called Thoughts That Manifest. And we talk all about like inner child healing, personal growth, spirituality, and sometimes astrology, but not as often as before. Um, and then uh, I post about astrology all the time on my Instagram at L Duclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. And I have a blog with all my services and whatnot that I offer, lduclose.blog. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, everybody, for joining us for another debrief from the Astro Detectives. And that's all we need to sign off. Yeah, (laughs) that's it.